Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. People are going to have a perfectly clean house at the end of this. Or they're going <laughs> to re- remodel things, or they're going to, you know, learn a language. And I think all of those are really great ideas. Thanks for listening to We're Momming today. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or podchaser.com slash momming. It's the place where any podcast listener can leave a star rating and review no matter where you listen to podcasts. We're momming today with Dr. Wendy Dickinson, a psychologist and mom-to-be, about staying positive when the world is quite literally at war with the coronavirus. Um, well, first of all, congratulations, Dr. Dickinson. Thank you. Thank when, you so much. When do you do? Uh, the middle of June. Are you worried about anything right now? Well, you know, there's always things to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, some of my friends who are expecting are talking maybe home births. Um, yeah. And sometimes dad can't be at the hospital, too. None of this is happening, but this is all things that people are thinking about among the many worries that we have. As uh, I notice the, sh- the stresses from the coronavirus are often worse than actually getting the coronavirus, believe it or not. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm right now just trying to practice what I preach to my clients, which is stay in the moment, focus on what's happening right now. Um, right now, as far as I know, I'm safe and the baby's healthy. And, you know, we're just going to we're going to take it day by day. But I think you make a really good point about the stress. Uh, there's some really interesting research that shows that our bodies don't actually know the difference between what's real and what we imagine. Mm. The reason that visualization is so powerful for athletes, um, people use it in a lot of different ways because our bodies respond biochemically the same way um, as if we're facing an actual stressor as if we're imagining it. So one of the really important things I've been talking to clients about is just accurately assessing what stressor you're facing. If it's not happening right now, you know, be wise, make a plan, do what you need to do, but but don't live in the future. But what if it is happening right now? What if mom and dad are both um, not working at home because there is no job for them to do that they can do at their at their house. And their kids are home also, and they're trying to homeschool, and the income isn't coming in, and the kids are going stir-crazy. Well, like, th- that is a stress. That's real. Absolutely. I think the name of the game right now is to do the best you can and to have – you know, a lot of patience with yourself and a lot of grace with yourself, you know, getting through this is the most important thing. And it is a highly stressful time. Uh, Stress is increased when we're dealing with things that are unknown, that are unfamiliar or unpredictable, and that don't have a definite end point. And so we're checking all of those boxes right now. It's amazing. it's, It's so, I keep using the word unprecedented, because we've never seen anything like this. I mean, you walk down the streets of Manhattan and everything is closed. I was at, um, so it's, well, there's very little that you can do, obviously. Yeah, so I sure. took my kids for a walk yesterday and we, um, 
passed a neighbor who we had never met. We passed their house. They were outside with their kids. And I I went to say hi, but I could sense that the neighbor was a little bit nervous the way she was pulling her kids from us. So, And I was fine with that. And we kept yeah. walking. And we walked to um, the playground, and there was one father there with two kids. And he was letting his children get so close to mine. And I, I didn't know how to react because I didn't want to make my children very nervous. I've been trying to explain the coronavirus, but also not scare them or cause anxiety. And this dad was doing nothing. And I kept trying to put distance in between the children. And I wound up upsetting my daughter. We wound up leaving. But Mm -hmm. I I was so stressed by the situation, I I didn't quite know what to do. Yeah, it's totally understandable. The whole social distancing thing is, you know, it goes contrary to what our natural instincts as Americans are. And so we're really having to fight putting... First, what feels healthy and safe, what we're being told to do with kind of our natural instincts and and our, our, you know, the way we've adapted to connect. So it is really important. I I think what you were mentioning about um, being, you know, honest with your kids, giving them age appropriate, developmentally appropriate information, but not allowing your emotion to um, influence how they're feeling and not not, uh, you know, over communicating your emotion and our anxiety I think is extremely important right now. Yet trying to highlight how important it is that they quarantine in some shape or form right now. It, it really is, um, you know, we you hear the word anxious being tossed, tossed around a lot. How would you advise parents to best talk to their kids about this? I think that especially for families that are safe right now and feeling healthy, I think that it's a matter of explaining on a developmental level what a virus is and that there are a lot of them in the world and kind of normalizing the process of getting sick and getting better and then talking about what it is that you're doing in order to stay safe. You know, the hand washing is so that we can stay safe. So instead of taking a a fear-based approach that increases anxiety, oh my gosh, there are things out there and they're going to get us and we have to be careful and to really take a a more controlled approach that focuses on the positive. Here are all the things we're going to do as a family to make sure that we stay safe. I like that. However, I have another friend who says everything in her house is completely positive and they don't even use the word coronavirus. (laughs) Um, That seemed a little odd to me. That's that's a little excessive. Sure. So it's interesting. We see dramatic differences in how people respond under stressful situations. Some of them are linked back to personality. Sometimes there's a gender component. But basically, if I were going to put it on a continuum, I would say on one end, we have distancing. And then on the other hand, we have over-engagement. So there are people that want to know everything about it. They want to make a plan. They want to they want to be super engaged and, and try to control the situation. And then there are other people who it feels more like in order to deal with the stress, they distance. Maybe it feels a little bit like putting their head in the sand or ignoring what's going on. And then there are a lot of people who are in the middle. Um, but I, th- I think those are our natural ways of of approaching stress. And it's important to be aware of what your natural in- inclination is so that you can kind of balance that out a little bit. Hold that thought. More momming after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Dr. Dickinson, I have um, another friend who owns a small business, and that small business is closed. And because of the business as, as business that it is, it's going to be closed for a while. She also has three young children, um, not preschool young, young as in uh, um, K, K, uh, K through five. So they actually have to learn and they have to do so at home. For moms in that situation, how do, we might be doing homeschooling for the rest of the school year. How do we handle that? So she has no income coming in, doesn't know when her business can reopen and doesn't know when her, her kids can go back to school. And she's stuck now become, being a homeschool teacher. Sure. Yeah. So first I want to acknowledge it's incredibly stressful um, that we're dealing with a lot of things that are unknown and unfamiliar. And so I don't want to dismiss that stress. That being said, oftentimes we have a larger pool of resources than we recognize. And, you know, while we're trying to maintain social distance, maybe there's a neighbor or somebody who you could kind of incorporate into your family, so to speak, um, that would help or, or lend a hand. I think the other thing is to really adjust our expectations. I've seen a lot on social media about how people are going to have a perfectly clean house at the end of this, or they're going <laughs> to remodel things, or they're going to, you know, learn a language. And I think all of those are really great ideas, but maybe we don't all have the margin for it given our different situations. You know, my, my situation having a baby on the way is really different than having three toddlers at home. And so what I might have margin for is really different than what a mom who's trying to homeschool for the first time and manage everybody's emotional needs is going to have the margin for. And I think we have to be really gentle with ourselves. I like everything you said for two reasons. Number one, maybe we have to lower or just get rid of the expectations altogether. Because to right. use the word unprecedented again, no one knows the rule book. Exactly. on dealing with this and the different emotions that everybody goes through when their their entire life has been dismissed. And the other thing that you said that I really liked, and I'm noticing it now, we're using social media and um, engaging with people that we know in different ways. My friends are constantly sharing, check out this website, this lesson plan, <laughs> something that you can do with kids. We're scheduling fra- uh, FaceTime calls. We're doing, I guess you can call them scavenger hunts in the neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. We're just planning differently and engaging with people in a very separate way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the key here is to check in with yourself and be aware of what you need, what works for you, what works for your family. I've suggested all of those things in different interviews I've done. I think they're great ideas, but not all of those things work for every family or every person. So if having a list of things to do and maintaining a schedule decreases your stress and helps you feel more grounded, go for it. If releasing some of the pressure around having to have a schedule and you know, get all the homework assignments done and everything increases or decreases your stress, then go for that. Um, so I think it's really about checking in with yourself and noticing what helps you feel more life, what helps you feel more joy, or what increases stress, fear, and anxiety. What about wine? That seems to help these days. <laughs> I endorse that. I mean, of course, when I'm not pregnant. But, <laughs> but you're telling your client, just pop open, pop open a bottle. It's fine. Yes. Or chocolate. Yeah. No, it, this is this is totally crazy. Just the, the level of um, anxiety and, and the need to just connect with someone are so vivid. Um, a lot of uh, gyms and fitness classes mm-hmm. are offering uh, streaming options. 
Uh-huh. And that that hits me in two ways. It hits me like, okay, we want to go in a class with someone else right now, even though we can't. So there's the need right. to come together. But, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to be doing this podcast right now because I'm able to go to work. It gives me an outlet. It gives me something to do. It relieves the boredom. I have less time trying to educate and entertain my, my children. And, I, and I'm aware of that. Um, but, you know, when you don't have sitters in the house how do you work out in your house? It used to be we had babysitters who would come and relieve us or we got stuff done after work. And now that whole paradigm has made us pretty sedentary. So here's an interesting thing. The word crisis in Chinese, ironically enough, is a combination (laughs) of the characters danger and opportunity. Okay. So I love that because I think that we have opportunities here. And again, this isn't about putting a lot of pressure on someone. It's not about super high expectations. It really is about creativity. So all of the normal things that we're used to, our routines that we're in, have been (laughs) decimated, right? So we're not doing any of the normal things. This is not a normal weekend. This is not just a vacation. This is an indefinite amount of time where everything feels different. And I think that the more creative we can be about figuring out what works for us, the better off we're going to be. And I think it exercises some really awesome skills that help us learn to be more resilient. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What's the number one question you get from clients right now? Or patients? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, both. <laughs> clients is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's really around understanding the anxiety um, when when I can help them uh, put some explanation around why the stress feels so significant, even though, you know, they feel healthy right now or they're they're OK in their homes right now. I think it helps to decrease um, some of what they're feeling. So we're talking a lot about anxiety and stress um, at the other thing that I'm getting a lot is, you know, how to be how to be realistic about how how many groceries to buy um you know there's we're seeing all of this panic buying and and that there's a lot of different you know pieces that go into that but um so some of those practical sides of you know what do i need to have in my house how do i stay prepared you know how like like you're asking how do i deal with my littles at home all the time um so i think just some of those practical practical kind of problem solving pieces that come up mm-hmm. when We try to imagine, because there's a takeaway from every major event or crisis that we've been through, Um, you know, 9-11, it changed the way we travel. It changed the way we look at certain things. Uh, The financial crisis, the list goes on. Are you worried about the takeaway from this being further isolation, being, you know, companies saying, you know what, we don't need that worker at all, or we don't need that person to come into the office anymore? Or, you know what, why do we ever have to get together again? Because we can kind of get together in these artificial ways. You know, I think that there are definitely some potentials there. But I am hopeful that uh, the more uh, positive, resilient behavioral outcomes is what we're going to see. In other words, people learning that they're stronger than they think they are. Um, recognizing that there are a lot of different ways that we can engage socially with people um, and really prioritizing relational 
connection because I, that is the core thing that keeps people from experiencing trauma when you look at a stressful or crisis type situation is, is a relational connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hopeful that as we move through this, we get to the end of it and people are looking backwards. They go, wow, I was stronger than I thought I was. And I have ways that I can connect with people that I didn't even realize or don't usually take advantage of. And we might be so ready to A, put down that phone or streaming device to be very present where we are and to have like the biggest party ever. I totally agree. I saw saw a tweet somebody put out about um, when it was all over, they were going to run outside, hug all their neighbors, have a party in the street, high five everyone. And I was like, I just love that picture of celebration. I know. Remember the good old days? Um, (laughs) In the meantime, you know, moms are homeschool teachers and employees in their house. And, you know, we're, uh, I don't know, we're just in, in, uh, in strange times trying to keep our kids healthy and, and mentally healthy too. Yeah. Yeah. Making it through. Yeah. yeah. Um, good luck on the rest of your pregnancy as you're in this Thank third you. trimester. Thank you so much. It was good to talk to you. You too. We also have some resources on our website. Oh, share, please. Um, people are interested. We're trying to update and just push out some free uh, resources to help people emotionally. So it's www.growcounseling.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.